Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast counting down everything this week that made you say, What a Time to Be Alive. And now, Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden. Folks, welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast that counts down the things each week that make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast. I'm Kath Barbadoro. I'm Eli Uden. And Patty is... What did we say he was doing last week? I can't he remember. He was bricked into a cellar. It oh, right. It was basically the cask of Amontillado, but it was uh, French onion soup, I believe. Right. I so believe. he's still working his way out. Yes, um, he's still down there. <laughs> he has no food, but he does have water, so he can survive, you know, about seven or eight days, something like that. Maybe. I mean, it wasn't a total bait and switch. There was French onion soup down there. Yeah. Um, so he did <laughs> get he's some. Been, which he's been rationing. It's, uh, <laughs> which is hard for him because he loves it so much. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's truly a, a battle for him. But to... he will be free by Thursday for uh, our big show, a caveat, NYC, our live yes. show. What a time to be a live show. With, what, a, uh, what a serendipitous way that our titles worked out. I really <laughs> had to do very little work, and people have thought it's very clever. So thank you for giving me too much credit for thinking of that. <laughs> well, people um, also, your poster is a hit. Uh, Eli drew us a lovely poster for uh, for the show. But yeah, it's uh, at Caveat at 7 p.m. this Thursday, August 5th, with Josh Gondelman. And uh, you can get your tickets if you go to our Twitter uh, what a time pod. That's the, the very top link. Um, if you're a patron, you have a secret promo code on our Patreon for $5 off tickets. And you can come in person if you're vaccinated and over 21, or you can, uh, watch a live stream for much cheaper. So, you yeah. know, for our, our sizable anti-vax, uh, <laughs> yeah, you big. know, listenership our freedom fighters, uh, <laughs> you can get, I think both tickets are at caveat.nyc. Yeah, want to check that out? Please do. We would love to see you. Um, mm-hmm. We're really excited about it. And uh, yeah, Patty is you know very motivated to get out of the basement before <laughs> before Thursday. It's good that he has a goal. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of meeting people in person, shout out to the two very nice listeners that I met very drunk on my birthday. <laughs> well, I think I got off stage right after singing Dragula at karaoke with friend of the pod, Andrew Durso. And they were like, hey, we listen. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I feel like the last few times we've gone to Cobra Club, I think we've mentioned it on the podcast enough that people know to be on the lookout if they listen to our podcast that we might be there. And then yeah. I will drunkenly uh, have a great conversation with them that I will then Irish goodbye because I'm too drunk <laughs> and need to leave. Did anyway. I'll, yeah, yeah. Oh. We, we should introduce our guest, but also a friend <laughs> of mine at that bar. She left and then got pizza and left while after getting the pizza, which is, of course, an Italian goodbye. As yes, I told that her. is. <laughs> as if you drunkenly go get pizza and then bail. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's perfect. Um, and that laugh you hear is our guest today, uh, our our fill-in co-host. Uh, he is a writer for Rooster Teeth. We've uh, we've done his show the most, so you can check it out over on Rooster Teeth. Please welcome Andrew Rosas, everybody. Hello. Oh my goodness, thank you for I got the THX the THX intro. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Headphone test. Uh, I, yeah. I don't- I feel weird that you are a guest the week after I besmirched you on our bonus episode, which you then 
texted me about and i was like oh fuck i forgot he listens to the bonuses and i felt very bad what was uh, the smirching or do we not bring it up oh, again I, I was making fun of him for how we used to do uh, master pancake at the alamo and he would grocery shop from their menu <laughs> for free <laughs> yeah. oh no absolutely uh guilty as charged i 100 percent just was like i want everything that's coming to me just like as a front row as a performer at this theater bring me a pizza that i can take home i won't even eat it now i'm taking it home it's for later Uh, yeah we would get we would get an open tab for the duration of the show the idea being that we would eat dinner while we were you know like before the show and he would get like four meals worth of food to take home (laughs) for free yeah when you said grocery shop was like you order buffalo wings and then you're like packing carrots and celery from the, yeah exactly just uh you go know, ahead and like, bring me the whole the whole bottle of ranch and just stalks <laughs> of celery i'm <laughs> i brought my own little basket my own little harris teeter yeah. basket that would be like if we went to caveat and i don't know what their deal is but they're like oh performers get you like free drinks and i was like great i'll take uh 24 unopened miller highlights (laughs) 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 just walking out with the jangliest backpack of all time and you you bring your own uh you bring your own cardboard empty case of (laughs) uh beer and just stuff them back in tape it shut (laughs) just pallets yeah yeah I'm doing bottle service, but I specifically request they be unopened, please. Okay. That th- that would be very funny if someone was getting bottle service and thought they were getting a deal because right, right. <laughs> like a bottle of Grey Goose for only twelve hundred dollars. Oh, I am the shrewdest of drinkers. Oh my Yeah. Some some you know, bottle service uh lady coming over in like one of those like monster energy like like performance halter tops. <laughs> With a closed Grey Goose and a bunch of sparklers that you just take and then leave They're, immediately. You're like, leave the sparklers unlit, too. I'm taking those as well. This Free is sparklers. how I get my money's worth. Yeah. Man. Have you ever been to a place with bottle service? I don't think I ever have. Yeah, when I first moved to the city, um, I had friends from college that, like, secondary friends. They knew, like, you know, kind of, like, finance-type guys. Sure. And then, um, you know, those guys get out of college and then they start working like 12 hours a day. And then they're like, I think I made a mistake. So then they're like, <laughs> I have to do the most expensive stuff possible to justify how highly I valued mm. having a lot oh. of money. Yeah. And yeah. it's great to do if you're not paying for it. And they didn't really want me there, I don't think, because I would come with <laughs> the friends who were, uh, you know, women. And they were like, no, my table looks cool. And then also there's like one comedian here that's <laughs> drinking a lot of this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Is, now, but. I, 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 I'm similar. I've never been to a place or had experienced bottle service. Now, isn't uh, correct me if I'm wrong? It is like the world's biggest scam, right? Because they like it's the most expensive. Like it's a incredibly marked up bottle of alcohol, mm-hmm. and then you just have to make your own drinks. Like they make you the. It's like here's some work. Like they. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> I think. Yeah, the, I think the bottle girl pours the from the bottle. Right? I mean, they bring mixers. You, so you can be like, I, if you get like whiskey, you can be like, I want Cokes or whatever. But it, I mean, I think you're, ba- you're paying for like clout and like looking cool. And then you're also paying for the table reservation. Mm. So you have like a place to sit. And then um, like, also, I mean, the other thing is you will, you, you don't have, to, especially at like a crowded club or something, you don't have to go get drinks, which takes a very, very long that time. That is like nice. They, that, but, okay. Uh, I remember going to also, this is like more recent. I went to one where a friend of mine was like, come, 
hang out at this thing. But I didn't really know the guy who had the bottle, so I didn't want to like, – like, I didn't know him enough that I didn't want to put stuff on their tab, you know? Because it's like a bottle, but it's also a table tab. And so, like – sure. Uh, I was like, okay, I just have cash. I'm just going to go get my own shit. And I like went over to the bar and I was like, I like, I was literally like yinglings. And they're like, okay, yingling. <laughs> and they were like, don't you have a table? And I was like, I mean, I'm at the table. And they're just like, no, like go talk to your server. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I saw the server and they were like, go talk to her. And I was like, okay. And I went over like, okay, I have a yingling. And then she was like, okay, sure. I'll bring it by. And I was like, can I pay you with cash? I don't want to be on the... And she's like, no, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. And like, I go back. And then like the exact nightmare, like she brings over whatever I'd ordered for like me and my friend. I think it was like probably like a, two yinglings and like a shot or two or something of like whiskey. And then immediately the guy's table was stood up. He's like, who ordered this? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I was like, I'll Venmo you. So it wasn't exactly like I wasn't flying under the radar there. You know? That is a nightmare. That is awful. Yeah. I feel like also you, a lot of times you see bottle service from like young, like, like young 20, like some things. It's like it's almost better in your older because you can sit down, and that's like hugely valuable. Right, rest it's, my old bones. I, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, you're. It's much more valued when you're older. I feel like too when you're younger, it's like you go to the bar to order a drink, and like maybe you make friends, with, maybe you meet other people while you're like crowded at the bar, you know. And I'm yeah. like, I'm done with that. I want to sit mm-hmm. down. But also, as Andrew said, like. It's so not glamorous to just like slosh some vodka and some cranberry juice into your own cup in public. Like that's that's a house party. Uh, move. Yeah, it's weird I, that yeah. you have to do that in a club. In in my mind, I just imagine like the very like you know a, a standard sitcom beat where like a bartender gets off of work and go joins his like financier friends at like mm-hmm. a club with bottle service and ends up just being their bartender behind yeah. like in the yeah. ve- like in the velvet rope area it's just like oh finally got my one night off i get to like go and like actually enjoy like the drinks myself and then just ends up being a bartender yeah, yeah in that That's, area <laughs> i mean it's just honestly it's like paying for it's like vip cosplay cuz it's like yeah you get to sit there and be like oh who you know like you think that everyone's looking at you like who are they they have a table but then like <laughs> Everybody knows that you just paid a shit ton of money for the table. So, like, it just kind of is. And I read some article where they talked to, which is just like the worst article, like, because they were talking to uh, women who work as like the bottle, you know, ladies, which is probably not like a great term for that job. But I don't really know. I know that server is what you say for it's like, I don't know what this is. That's a specific Um, type of server, though. Yeah. That is like, it's more of a, um, it, it, you have like more of a, parasocial relationship with the people you're serving i feel yeah. like if you're the if you're the woman who brings the bottle over with the sparklers yeah like and yeah so they asked them and they just said that like you know like somebody give like a single word devastating response she's like yeah we think they're super lame but we have to be nice to them <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah because i mean also especially you're probably not making a lot of so to watch someone blow like twelve hundred dollars on a bottle of mid shelf vodka too like not even you know (laughs) well they're paying so much money and like the type of people who do that like i'd imagine they think that being able to treat that woman like their slave comes with the price of the bottle like i can't imagine that they are like super respectful toward the woman who is bringing the bottle over yeah 
it's it, now, I don't wonder what they do now with like the like thoughtful bro archetype that's emerged where mm. it's like it's like thank you so much for doing this like, <laughs> I don't know it's such a weird yeah. I really of, appreciate your hustle thank you yeah. Yeah. Oh, they I, love I, to talk about a hustle for yeah sure. exactly yeah precisely yeah in mm. my mind I'm still like imagine like you look over behind that velvet velvet rope and then all the people behind there just turn into like lollipops like a cartoon it's just a bunch of suckers like that's how <laughs> I, I just it, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the, the cost-benefit analysis uh, comes out on your side because mm, yeah. yeah, I just you just it just seems like a bunch of it, se- it seems very toolish to me. But you know, I mean, I mean, it's like- I I don't know. I can imagine like because I've never been to like a nightclub like that. So like I I can sort of see the appeal. And if you have a lot of money and you like want to act like you're in a music video for the night and you like That's can't afford it, you know, like I can kind of see why that would be fun. But yeah, if you're like working you know saving for months to do it it's probably not probably not worth it I feel like the saving from yeah you could probably myself but it's like almost is like a fun i mean like as i've been to it and i've i've been with people where it's like if you don't go super toolish with it and you're just like Clearly, this costs too much money, and somebody had money to burn or whatever. Yeah, like, sure. it can be fun. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. can see you know that. What? You know what? You're right. If, I think you're. I think attitude going in. Like, if you're going to have fun, also if like you're not the one paying for it, if you're just like on for yeah. like, it can be a fun thing. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going <laughs> with my buddy. It's like you know, uh, got some got some money to blow. I mean, that that does sound like a fun time. Yeah. See, this. I'm just like I'm very sad because I have like one. My my best friend is has a great job and is like doing better than anyone else I know, but she's like so sensible about her money. <laughs> so like <laughs> she's, she's very generous and like, you know, it, it's not like she's like a cheapskate, but she, she's like very practical and like mm-hmm. maxes out her 401k and is like, just very like lives well, well within her means. And it's like, I don't even get to enjoy having like a rich friend. Cause you're just like, <laughs> you're it's just like, like gen- too sensible. Building generational wealth. Kat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not fair. I need she, an impulsive, wealthy friend. It's right. You can yeah. go <laughs> hang out in her, her, uh, wise real estate purchases or something. I mean, yeah, literally, exactly. yes. Like she, yeah. she cut me a deal on rent for like a year. So I <laughs> cannot complain, but um. you know, <laughs> It's but like, I yeah. will complain no, no, can, for comedy's can, sake. I mean, but she's not getting bottle service. I, I think there's also, and I, I was also like, I've a couple times with like, like, uh, you know, like friends of like Patty or whatever. Like, and it's another thing is like to be that, and then to immediately just be the weirdest guy there. I <laughs> yeah. distinctly remember or getting blue curacao like at a at one of these tables. Like, who gets blue curacao? <laughs> Like, what is happening over here? That Who's is dry freak? ice, please. Can I go get some dry ice? I'm going to be making yeah. Halloween drinks over here to just. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let me. Can I get a? Can I get a thing of Sprite and also a thing of grenadine and then a couple cherries? So it's like, are you making Shirley Temple's? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Get them out of here. That is that that is so true though. Like, uh, not to talk not to talk about Patty while he's not here, but he's like the rare example of a comedian who has like. A, M- many normal friends in a way where like if if this if the planets align and you hang out with him when his normal friends are around you are instantly the strangest person in the group like, <laughs> you're just <laughs> yeah but they're all fun they're all fun they're times. all super no- i mean yeah normal. they're normal you think this is normal <laughs> <laughs> it's 
No, like Patty's just herself. like a well-adjusted person, is what I'm saying. Unlike most of my other comedian friends, and it's yeah. just, it's just weird. Yeah, I'm gonna blue curacao is a great yeah. <laughs> marker of a, well, of a weirdo. I don't think I did this. I don't think I did this for my birthday, but that's like when I've hung out with. Like that, get the the dusty bottle like thing I do at bars. Like <laughs> comedians always think that's funny, and then normal people are like, like they do think it's funny, but they're also like, what the fuck? Like, which is here's yeah, Eli's a fun bit thing of do. ordering a weird ass. I like I'll, out of bar. I'll ask the the bartender. I'll be like, and if not if it's busy, I'm not an asshole, but I'll be like, I'll be like, what is what is the one bottle that you cannot sell? I'm like, what is the dustiest bottle you have that just you can never get rid of? And then I'll get that. And I've I've had some very interesting things by doing that. Um, a lot of times it's just like Frangelico or something. But um, yeah, one time I got there was some Japanese whiskey. I've probably told this story on the podcast before. Don't tweet at me. Some Japanese whisk, some nice Japanese whiskey distillery that was making the move into rum, and it was like their first try, and it was <laughs> fucking disgusting. Oh, it was God. so bad. <laughs> um, like I think it was like right before they like recalled it. <laughs> They're like, nope, ooh, ooh, no good. <laughs> oh, that's oh. a good bit. I don't know if I've ever seen you do that bit. That's a that's a solid one. You've never seen that. You've never been involved in this bit. I don't think so. I the the bit the bar bit that uh, I I have done with you is just getting like two shots of Fernet and passing them around to the boys. That's oh the- yeah, <laughs> Bronca boys, little Bronca boys. Yeah. <laughs> I think you you usually leave at a much more reasonable time. So I think you know, Dusty Bottle is a kind of after two a.m. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sir. Here is your nineteen seventy six bicentennial edition of Teacher's Scotch Whiskey. Enjoy. Yeah. If it's a nice place, sometimes you have to be like. Not that one. Not the like twenty-four year single malt. That's not what I mean, please. Right. No, I want like Midori with ice in it. Like yeah. I need something <laughs> yeah. insane. That, yeah. And then in Greenpoint once I got some like unlabeled Polish they like Sick. they were like it was like under the register. They were like, This is our stuff. I was like, Oh god. Oh, oh my- that's cool. So yeah. in so Texas is not like this, uh and I I don't know about New York, but uh in, in New Mexico uh, like they they sell liquor at the grocery store at grocery stores, and so Albertsons, uh, R.I.P. I don't know if they're still in business, but they had their own brand of whiskey, uh, Albertsons brand yeah. whiskey. And I remember being in the grocery store, and of course, it's like so cheap as to make you think it's poison, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, down in the it's southwest, whiskey song. Just the I'm just imagining the Deadwood opening credits right now. That's all that's going uh, through my head. Was that Breaking but, Bad? I don't know. I thought I think was it was that, Breaking okay. Bad. Oh, it was Breaking oh, God, Bad. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, it was New Prestige Mexico. TV. <laughs> it was yeah. Prestige TV. But at the Albertsons brand whiskey, re, like is a white bottle with, and it just says whiskey in black font and has a clip art like three barrels on the front, and it's just. <laughs> I mean, mothballs brewed in a boot. Like yeah. that is the that is the quality of liquor you're getting from uh, a, a a you know a grocery store brand whiskey, and I miss it. I do, I do, do miss it a little bit. Yeah, the, I, I've only ever seen. Um, I know that like Michigan, you can buy like at Meyer, they have like a liquor aisle and stuff. But the only time I've ever seen a house liquor is there's this one um, 
liquor store in DC that has that, and I don't know how they do it, but it's nasty <laughs> stuff. I would not recommend. Just take the paint off a boat with this shit. Yeah. Just absolutely vile. <laughs> and, and it's whiskey... every time they break a bottle when they're shipping it in, they take all of that and they put it in a vat. <laughs> And it's, then they sell that as its own thing. It's local bars. They, they're little drip trays, those long. <laughs> yeah. They just pour that back into a bottle at the end of the night. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a bar rag recycling center uh-huh. where they wring them all out into, <laughs> into a Brita. Horrific oh, here stuff. we go. Yeah. yeah, it's distilled. We put it through a Brita. It's a distillery. Yeah. It's hey, great. Do you, do you want some liquor that's something that a, a rugby team would make you drink? Here, you have this bottle. That's basically what it is. What, uh, what's this used for? Initiations. That's mostly yeah. it. That's yeah. all. Dares. Mostly dares. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, Should like, we uh, do our numbers? Yeah, let's do numbers. Right on. Number five. Number five. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Story Stalwart Iguana Helium Cube. This is a sad story. Uh <laughs> This is coming to us uh, from the week. Uh, a new record has been set in the game show Jeopardy. Unfortunately for contestant Patrick Pierce, the record is that he has gotten the lowest score in the history of Jeopardy. <laughs> oh. Uh, you hate to see it. A show de- that's been on every day for like 30 years. Yeah, like there's a lot of... It's not for lack of a sample size. You really... <laughs> and... So it's also like one thing that's interesting about this is that to get a really low score in Jeopardy is like kind of difficult because you know you're eliminated if you're in the negative like after yeah. every round. Yeah. So you you have like a compressed amount of time. And this guy's really um like what I really like about this is that he made it to the second round. So he was in the black enough to get to set the second round and then just like imploded. And obviously didn't get to Final Jeopardy. <laughs> By the time they were trying to do fi- he went into the second round with two hundred dollars. Okay, barely making it, but two hundred dollars. Okay. Did he like he, do a crazy wager? I guess you're gonna let us know. I'm sorry. He, yeah, I'm just it, excited. It is, okay, so they said he he did bet and lose, lost two thousand dollars on a daily double, which okay isn't insane or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he went into the second round with two hundred dollars. Um, I feel like it might be underwhelming, but we could have you guys guess how much he was in the hole for by the time <laughs> Final Jeopardy rolled around. Um, I mean, this is... The fact that Jeopardy has been on so long mm-hmm. makes me think it must be very high. Yeah. Uh, you think, but think about the value of the questions on Jeopardy. Like That's true. Okay. You, yeah. Like so you, it's not it's about, not because he bet like twenty thousand dollars and no, it was, fucked up. The okay. only daily double is two thousand dollars, which he did lose. Okay, so okay. he did this all through just purely answering a lot just of questions incorrectly. Getting in there and getting it wrong over <laughs> okay. and over. Fast thumbs, I love that. No thoughts. Yeah. That's, That's it. What I'm saying. It's like a Tim Robinson sketch. He's like, no, God. <laughs> And you know, LeVar Burton was hosting it, uh, but you gotta like love, especially he's like in the hole for a bunch. And then as soon as the question's read, he immediately buzzes in and you're like, oh. Man, yeah, you wanna take a stab at this one? <laughs> you wanna give it a shot? Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna say negative thir- $3,500. Okay, I 
I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say negative fifty two hundred dollars. You are both. You I think I may be overloaded. You both you both undershot it. He went into the second round with two hundred dollars, and he left at negative seven thousand four hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Only just answering one daily double. He did that all in volume, uh, in question volume. Just uh, yeah. Be first and be incorrect. Amazing. I mean, lightning fast reflexes. No brain activity. No. So good. Let's not say no brain activity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I he, like he's to get do... on Jeopardy, you have to be pretty smart. Like, yeah, you, I... you have to at least know a fair amount of trivia in order to yeah. get on the show. So, yeah, yeah he's not an idiot. I th- he, I... he probably just got the yips, you know? And yeah. I think he also is like, sometimes I've seen things where it's like, it's so hard to buzz in first that people are just like, just try to buzz in if you think you know yeah. the category, like, even if you don't hear the question right. or whatever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the the quickest he could have done this, he bet two thousand dollars on it. So came in with two hundred. Bet two thousand dollars on a daily double. That would put him down to negative eighteen hundred. He would still have to get like four <laughs> or five two thousand dollar clues wrong because this is double jeopardy. So yeah, it's doubled. You have to get a lot wrong. You have to <laughs> get him wrong a lot. You also have to pay that money. If you go that far in the hole, they shake yep. you down for that money, right? Like you yeah, like, people yeah. don't know that about Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. It's funded by the people who lose. That's yeah. how they get yeah. all the prize money. It's wash. actually very unfair. <laughs> you have to wash the clues. You have to you have to wipe down all the TV screens that the clues show up on. Oh, cleaning yeah. buzzers after hours, just like in a dimly lit studio, just spraying down buzzers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is so he busted the record. Previously, the record was held by someone named Stephanie Hull. It was set in 2015. She had negative $6,800. And her quote, (coughs) because Slate interviewed her. I don't know if they tried to interview this guy, and he was like, no, I'm good. Um, (laughs) No comment. So, this is a quote from the the previous record, who now is finally free of that. Imagine, oh, this is so sad. Imagine doing something you've wanted to do your entire life and then it turning into that and you know you're going to be on national TV, so you're basically trying desperately not to cry. That's oh, kind of where God. I was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I would Jesus. just lean into it, I think. If yeah, I started yeah. getting a couple wrong, I'd be like, let's get them let's way have some, wrong. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah, at a certain point, it's just like, absolutely hit the gas because it's like i am not in the like remaining minutes of this like of this show going to suddenly make back seven grand in like yeah in, in categories that clearly i've demonstrated i soundly suck in like there's no <laughs> yeah it's got to be it's got to be almost like a vegas level thing where you're just like i gotta play for the big money because i gotta get out of this hole <laughs> and especially jeopardy because you do have to get out of the hole if you want to play final jeopardy and like if you get to Final Jeopardy, it's kind of a toss-up, like, you know, sometimes. <laughs> um, what, what is sunk cost fallacy? Yeah, Tell right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah, I, well, I always hated... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go, you go ahead. I always felt bad for the people that get to Final Jeopardy, and then, you know, it is, like, the exact thing of, like, being at a poker table, but you don't have enough money to, like... Like, you going all in is still not, like, a bet, big bet for anyone else at the table, so anybody gets a final Jeopardy, and then like clearly everyone else is just gonna bet one more dollar than they have in their entire game so far, or whatever you know. They're like, or when it's even, you know, if somebody's like two thousand dollars in Final Jeopardy, and they're like, okay, I gotta bet two thousand dollars, and then everybody else in the game is like, 
uh, I'll wager whatever takes me to four thousand and one dollars. And you're just like, cool, right. great, all right, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> just guaranteed loss, and you have to sit there. But yeah, well how do you done. think you would do on Jeopardy? Do you guys think you would do well? I think it's so hard to tell. Like like pure knowledge, I've taken the test, um, mm. and I did like pretty well on the test. I think the test is probably easier. I think I could. I don't think I'd win. I think I could get into the second round at least. I mean, everybody plays on their couch, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, and based on playing on my couch, I do not think I would do well. <laughs> I uh, my own, my own estimation is that like I I feel like you know as a as an uh, you know uh, couch player myself. I feel like it's like, oh, I know some of these things, but what I can guarantee you is that I would not know them on national TV in front yeah. of like as like. And the clock is ticking. Tell me, yeah. like, I would not, under the pressure, I know my mind would just be a, just that, just the matrix, like the freaking dead, just endless white in all directions. Like, that would be me uh, on national TV trying to answer any of those questions. Absolutely. Yeah. The buzzers is like a big, I, I don't know how it would, I would, do you know what I would do if I was, I would get, I would be like, set the record for being penalized the most times for forgetting to do the question thing. I would do that like <laughs> yeah. oh, five to eight times. Like, <laughs> I would just constantly be like Nicaragua, and he'd be like, "You can't, you got to take questions." <laughs> and then yeah. someone's scooping that money. Then someone's scooping that right, just like, "What is yeah. Nicaragua?" Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People just take yeah. your answers. I've played a, I've played a like a game show thing that the college humor did called "Um Actually." That's like it's like a nerd game show, and oh, you yeah, are supposed to that. say "Um Actually" before everything. And the last time I played, I lost like four questions because I didn't say that. And <laughs> yeah, by the end of it, the host is frustrated for you. They're like. Man, you gotta say it. You gotta. <laughs> That's like what I'm imagining is the host just like slowly just being like, just work with me here, man. Just give me something. Like, so yeah. tired of it. Like, I can't keep telling you in the same exact way and have you not internalize it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is very frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, I think- I, I've been on that. I've been on them actually too. It's a really super fun game, but absolutely the same. I have to. I had to consciously like think like to say that before every answer because I did definitely lost like several questions because mm-hmm. I didn't say I'm um, actually <laughs> and like you're not even thinking about it because you're like trying to both but it's it's like doing three things at once. It's patting your head and rubbing your stomach and yeah. also answering like a super hard trivia question at the same time um, yeah. of buzzing in. Uh, thinking of the answer and also formatting it in a certain way. Yeah, it's 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 a lot more difficult than I even thought I would, you know, be, yeah. be able to do. But there's that's I, a I, high pressure situation. Yeah. Yeah, I just like even just baseline. I like I think of myself as someone who knows a lot of trivia, but like I, I it turns out I absolutely am not. I know very few things, so <laughs> I'm I would not tri- be good at it. Trivia I'm bad at my... bar trivia. I'm, yeah. <laughs> they play them playing a buzzer at bar trivia would be very funny. Um, tri- trivia is my good because like I know a lot of stuff, and then they're like, "Go deeper." It was like you know, it was like anytime they had a test where they're like, "Show your work," and I'd be like, "No." <laughs> I'm, I'm more it. of a I'm more of a Snapple facts uh, yeah. trivia guy. I know like a blurb. I know that much information yeah. about whatever you're talking about. Sorry, I like to shoot from the hip, nerds. <laughs> But I don't know why I know that, but I know that I know it. Um, yeah, I think also, like, there's, I mean, the the categories that I don't know stuff in, I, like, truly do not know. Like, 
I cannot answer a single question about sports. Like, I just don't. I just don't yeah. know. You know, like those kinds of things. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, you have to, yeah, I I think of myself as someone who knows a lot of trivia, but uh, that's that's not true. You just that's have categorical blind spots. It's just like, well, so, yeah. if it's a sports question, just, you know, I'm sayonara. Out. I'm out. And yeah. that's like a third of trivia questions. So, like, you're fucked. I want to watch this episode of Jeopardy where this person absolutely uh, eats shit because uh, one thing I found that is really enjoyable about Jeopardy, and I don't know why this is, maybe it's something in our lizard brains, where it's like, I absolutely have like heroes and villains when I watch an episode. There will be people I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. Why? No reason. Just like, I do not like the cut of this guy's jib. I hope he loses. Uh, Why why, why do I put that narrative on top of like this trivia show that's like, you know, uh, very nice and pleasant, but I'm just like, oh, oh, I hope she wins. I hope she wins. And I hope he eats absolute shit. Yeah. You wear you wear the wrong tie and you're a villain to the half you're the done. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like nice tie, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then you're like judging when they tell their story, their dumb little story. Like, oh yeah. Oh, you well, like that's, doing pottery. That's why Trebek. That's why Trebek is so good because you feel like he's on your side and being unnecessarily judgmental of people's little stories. Yeah, you're like well, it's just like. It, like even if they were interesting stories, he's heard so many he would be jaded. But because they're also yeah. not good stories, you could tell he just like tunes out. Like oh, like listening to people. He has like a real sto- Letterman vibe to him <clears throat> in his in his yeah. like reception of people's stories. I yeah. feel like 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 listening to people's stories was like his water break. He's just like, oh, I can just leave my body. Like, um, Actual project somewhere. Yeah. The other thing I was gonna say, it's whoever takes over as the full-time host chair has to get which Trebek was so good at was when someone when they needed a judge's check the way that he said that where they'd be like <laughs> you'd say something like very slightly wrong and he'd be like judges <laughs> like, <laughs> and you could just he did it in this quiet way that just like sent chills down the spine of whoever just answered and they're like oh yeah. my god what did I do <laughs> uh the the stories are the stories on Jeopardy are always so uh, great because they are absolutely nothing stories, which would lead you to believe that like it's like you you want to believe that like oh this person leads such a wild life that they like can't tell these like, awesome stories on TV and they have to like you know rattle mm. off the like the lamest ones. But no, it's <laughs> like no these are people who like live in libraries and at home are shut-ins who like are very good at trivia yeah. and like have. Right. Also, I don't know. Have you seen the the? I, there's a, a supercut out there of all the times Alex Trebek said the word genre, which he pronounced genre. Genre. <laughs> it's like in this literary genre, like he. It, no, I don't think anyone's ever pronounced it that way. But there's like a supercut of like ten minutes of him just pronouncing the word genre <laughs> as genre. For it's a genre category. <laughs> this genre. Of, this genre of novel. This genre of game. This alliterative genre. genre this <laughs> fantasy genre. It's this like he's trying to be French, but he misses genre. it, and it's southern. <laughs> It it's goes like Southern. Cajun French. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I can think of an for service is Jean Rene Bamsey. I don't know why. <laughs> Jean Rene Bamsey. <laughs> Worst spoonerism <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. Very upsetting. Jean. Yeah, it is. It's almost like it's close to like a Philly style. Like it's like if he's like this question's about like this genre, and it's like what you just yeah like this John yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we congrats number- to this guy. Let's uh, yeah. let's do number four. Number four. 
this story comes to us from Chris in the Discord, and also Patty texted us from uh, inside the bricked up wall about this uh, as well. So mm. this story is from the- down there. <laughs> he does. It's nice. That's a good, He's good not- thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's not having the worst time. Um, so uh, people in the Netherlands have uh, been checking out this goose. Uh, apparently, I, I, this is a type of goose. It sounds like just a shit post. It sounds fake. There's a type of goose called a bean goose, and that's what this guy is. So Venus goose, yes. I guess the bean goose, he withheld a can of beans from his child and uh, went viral on the internet about it. Um yeah, the bean goose, he, uh, he's flying around <laughs> in the Netherlands, and uh, somebody took a picture of him, and he was flying upside down. So it's pretty wild. There's a picture of him. He looks all contorted. His wings are <laughs> upside down, and his it's very weird. It looks like his like neck was put on wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, will, oh, oh my God! S- yeah, I saw that picture. Shelby, cue the uh, Top Gun theme. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> like I've saw that photo. It's wild. Like, and did, what, didn't people? Well, I don't know. If you're, are you done with the story? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, there's 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 more story. Basically, the story is that um, a scientist was interviewed about what this is, and the conclusion is uh, that goose was just showing off. There's yes! no reason for that. <laughs> it's just. It's just having fun. It's just having a good time. Um, there are a couple geese that can do it, and uh, yeah, no reason. <laughs> just just showing off, just having a good time. So yeah. that's pretty rad. Also, apparently, this behavior is called whiffing, which sounds like he uh, fucked up, but he yeah. didn't. So no. I don't know. Yeah. And then also, like in this story, it says that he was struggling. Well, I did. It's like you're showing off, but also like having a hard time doing oh it. Oh my god, he on X Games mode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, there's a reference in this story to a book called Jonathan Livingston Seagull, which I had to read for another podcast I did. And is you're looking at worst. a different story than me because I don't see any of this. So okay. Um, Thank you for filling in my my gaps in information. Yeah. Well, I would just say, do not read Jonathan Livingston Seagull. That book blows. Um, <laughs> it's one of the dumbest books I've ever read. Is it about a seagull? Oh yeah. Oh, there's no <laughs> there's no nuance in Jonathan Livingston Seagull. It was like a bestseller in like the seventies or something. Right. And <laughs> no subtext, all text. It's, it's, it's just. Yeah, it's like a book, and it's basically like an entire book that's just like one of those. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a lot. That's like a very vengeful seagull. It's basically like a whole book that could be summed up by one of those images of like. It's like you all say that I'm you know like 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 a bunch of like smiley faces and ones like blue. It's just like the whole book is like, don't be afraid to be yourself. And then it's like 170 pages long. If you're, <laughs> it's don't be so afraid to insane. be yourself unless you're a seagull, one of the worst animals ever devised. Yeah, a, it, a pepperoni stealing seagull like that. Mm. One of the best stories ever to appear on this show. <laughs> is the, an, the, an OG story. An OG story stealing pepperonis out of that guy's hotel room. The best. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what Jonathan Livingston Seagull should have been about. That would have been a good story. It should have been about anything else. It was. <laughs> So bad. You could like listen to me yell about it for like an hour. It was like, it's basically a seagull like does tricks and then other seagulls are like, we don't do that. And he's like, I do that. And then some other seagulls are like, hey, maybe we want to do tricks. And then he becomes like a god figure. And I think he dies and comes back to life. 
it oh goes my. it's <laughs> so fucking weird and bad and like i remember it was like it kept touching on it there would be like it would like start to play with some like really interesting twist and in lore where there's like oh there's actually like a whole like pantheon of, of Z- seagull gods and then it would immediately drop it and go back to just being like jonathan liked to do tricks in the air and it was like oh <laughs> god i hated that fucking book so much it, it's this, free it's public domain check it's it like, out it's like 180 pages but what like <sighs> the, the moral it sounds like a counselor's office pamphlet is what it, like yeah you, <laughs> yeah yeah it has no substance i think it's like a novella and it didn't even need to go yeah. to, it didn't even need it's to be like, half a novel this could have been a poster it didn't need to be <laughs> A whole book. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, that's what it is. It's like, a, it, you know, like uh, adapted from a poster that I saw once. <laughs> yeah. yeah whole, it, uh, it's like one of those, like, yeah, one of those motivational posters that shows like a bunch of seagulls like flying, like, you know, normally and one doing a trick. And then it just says like determination or whatever, right. like below it. Yeah. That's it's, that's it. It's literally it's like, like if there was a whole uh, novel about a cat hanging from a tree branch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's... no, we don't care. All right, here. I don't, we don't want to go too deep into this, I guess. Or maybe we do. But I'd say, um, no, like, yeah. It's literally like, have you ever seen that like poster? Where it's like girl. It's like uh, little girls on a ballet thing. And then one of them's like hanging from it upside down. And they're like, be her. It's that tit. So mm. there's, do you want the Wikipedia summary of... Of John Lindy Siegel? You can say sure. no. Please. Okay. No, absolutely. You can say no. No, no, it's, thank you. It's also, I remember, I'm remembering more more insane <laughs> things with this. Uh, uh, also that there's, I believe it's separated into parts. Um, okay. <laughs> That's, th- yeah, chapters. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Part one of the book finds, no, I don't think it's, cha- like, it's literally like, like part one. Book one. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Part one of the book finds young Jonathan Livingston frustrated with the meaningless materialism, conformity, and limitation of the seagull life. Seagulls see- are very materialistic. They do steal a lot of items. Yeah, like they for are- hot dogs. Like- yeah. <laughs> They're materialistic for dirty diapers and, <laughs> and hot dogs. Yeah. That's their currency. Oh, then, yeah. One of his things is he just wants to fly higher than everyone else. And they're like, cut it out. Anyway, so yeah. There are no diapers up there, Jonathan. (laughs) Get out of there. He is seized with a passion for flight of all kinds, and his soul soars as he experiments with exhilarating challenges of daring aerial feats. Eventually, his lack of conformity to the limited seagull life (laughs) leads him into conflict with his flock, and they turn their backs on him, casting him out of their society and exiling him. Not deterred by this, Jonathan continues his efforts to reach higher and higher flight goals, Finding he is often successful, but eventually he can fly no higher. Um, he are, is then. <laughs> this met is by about two... Elon Musk going to space. That's or right. Whatever. Yeah. He is met then met by two radiant, loving seagulls who explain to him that he has learned much and that they are now they are there now to teach him more. Part two. Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan transcends into a society where all the gulls enjoy flying. He is only capable of this after practicing hard alone for a long time, which is in the book. It's just him practicing for like a while. And the first learning process of linking the highly experienced teacher and the diligent student is raised to almost sacred level. They, regardless of the all immense difference, are sharing something of great importance that can bind them together. Um, here <laughs> who wrote clo- this Wikipedia page, by the way? Somebody who loves this book. The by author the of this book. There- 
there is a there is a footloose style like dancing in the warehouse sequence of jonathan livingston flying through the sky Mm. i can i picture it now yeah so okay so his name is jonathan livingston seagull the the wise girl that he meets what do you think that girl's name is do you think it's chang is it just suddenly asian for no reason (laughs) yeah it definitely is (laughs) Uh, here's some quotes. You've got to understand that a seagull is an unlimited idea of freedom, an image of the great gull, which is some sort of God thing they did. Mm. You have the freedom to be yourself, your true self here and now, and nothing can stand on your way. And then his teacher dies. I think he literally like hits a rock like and dies. <laughs> I can't remember. Man, maybe he shouldn't be teaching then. Yeah. It sounds like he sucks at his, his uh, flying. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. This. So actually, this is... It ends with part three. Um, yeah, and he basically, like, like he learns how to fly better from this weird, wise, magical Asian seagull that they invented. And then that guy, like, hits a rock and dies. And then he comes back and he's like, I learned more flying. And then the book ended until the author later wrote another part because he thought that the fucking saga was not finished. <laughs> There's more to the story. He added to it. The story it. left. Yeah, we need to explain. I hope it's like Star Wars where they like explain, over explain the lore way too much in the second one. And it's like, we don't care about this. It becomes like a long, like political, uh, you know, it's about statecraft in the seagull world for some reason. Like, it's yeah. not even yeah. about what the real book is about. Yeah, I, I would then love if, like, it does all this, like, very high-minded stuff, but at the end of the book, Jonathan Livingston, Jonathan Livingston Seagull just returns to a pile of, like, damp flotsam and just eats garbage. <laughs> like, it has all this very, like, you know, imagery and symbolism, and then it's just him eating, yeah, shit out of a diaper as, like, the final image. God. Disgusting. Yeah. Here, so, so here's the part four. This is, I promise I'm done with this after this. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you. Uh, so now there's, so he wrote this part four after he had a near-death experience where he almost died in a plane crash. And then he's like, I got to finish Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Um, then <laughs> there's a guy work. named Anthony Gull. And there, here's a quote from Anthony Gull. Wait, is he a guy or a seagull? He's a seagull. A seagull. Okay. Yeah, Gull guy. Okay. Life is pointless, and since pointless is by definition meaningless, then the only proper act is to dive into the ocean and drown. Better not to exist <laughs> at all than to exist like a seaweed without meaning or joy. Um, so then he decides to dive bomb into the sea to and to kill him to die, and then uh, as he's I'm assuming dive- they don't make elementary school kids read this one. This is like for adults. It's like this meant is for, for grown adults ups? to read. Yeah, it's like a grown up book. <laughs> That's Im- I can't believe that. Insane. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and uh, okay. So he's he's diving. This is Anthony Gull's last moments before he you know hits the water. Nice. This is also there's a time gap involved. This is hundreds of years after Jonathan Livingston Seagull lived, and now okay. It's, so this he, is a it's back in this world, but it is not about Jonathan anymore. Yeah. Is, well, he's okay. like he's like a he's now like a god. Figure. He's a god. Okay. Sure. And then, so he's diving, and then another seagull pulls up to him. And asks what he's doing. And Pulls now, up. No, 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 no. So the, the girl <laughs> says, <laughs> I'm sorry if I startled you. And uh, then Anthony was awake. No, no, that's not it. Anthony was awake and alive for the first time in his life. Inspired. What was that? Jonathan goes, oh, some fun flying, I guess. A dive and a pull up to a slow roll with a rolling loop off the top. Just messing around. If you really want to do it well, it takes a bit of practice, but it's a nice-looking thing, don't you think? 
I'm sorry. Why is the Wikipedia page just this book? The book. Like why? (laughs) Most of the book. (laughs) And even this Wikipedia page is too long. Um, (laughs) Anthony says, it's it's beautiful is what it is, but you haven't been around the flock at all. Who are you anyway? Final line, I believe, of the book. You can call me John. It's Jonathan Livingston Seagull, guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's Jesus himself. He's back. (laughs) So the the moral of this book is that you should... um, play the like choking pass out game that <laughs> like junior high kids play in order to get a um yeah. a true sense of what's important in life yeah. right that's okay roger sure. ebert got it he said the book is so banal that it had to be sold to adults because kids would have seen through it <laughs> <laughs> roger ebert just making a rare exception in reviewing a book and not a movie because he hated it so much yeah. he's like i know this all... isn't my forte but <laughs> I'm just breaking my silence on this dog shit book. Yeah, he's like, I I can already feel like you're going to turn this into a fucking movie. So let me tell you right now, it sucks ass. It sucks shit. I'm not watching this. Yeah, well, well, there you go. Good luck to this this cool bean goose. We love him. Uh, Jonathan Keep showing off. (laughs) Jonathan Livingston Bean Goose. If you want to write a book about the bean goose, go for it. Just make it for kids. And uh, Mm. don't make it as long and weird as, as Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Let's do number three. Yeah. Number three. Number three. Uh, this one that comes to us. Uh, we got a lot of stories, I believe, from... Uh, oh, we have Bussy Galore. Thank you for this story. <laughs> and also sending us lots of stories. Um, and also, I, I need to point out, uh, Bussy Galore has had several Bussy-related names. Yeah. But this one is directly taken off of a real megabus in UK yeah. that is named Bussy Galore. <laughs> Which is uh, incredible. an interesting choice. Anyway. So this is a uh, uh, from the New York Times. Um, and so fr- this is about France has decided to, uh, they wanted to make like a, a, a movement, like a cultural thing for, for young people in France to encourage them to pursue the arts and go see theater and stuff like that. And the way they decided to do that was to, uh, it's a smartphone app that every 18-year-old in France receives 300 euros that can be used to perch for what are called quote cultural purchases like books, music, exhibition, performance. Um, so like they were like, maybe this will get people into, you know, read something like that. Um, what ended up happening is that, so 75% of all purchases that people made on this app, uh, were books. 66 percent two-thirds of the books that were bought so i would say literally i think that's about i'm not a math man but i think that's almost exactly 50 percent right <laughs> sounds two-thirds close of, yeah two-thirds Pretty of 75 close. is 50 i think so yeah okay. or close to it yeah <laughs> ma- math corner on the so <laughs> out they did this for every 18 year old in france half of them used all of this money to buy manga to just buy <laughs> <laughs> to buy fucking one piece books. Um, first of all, let's get this out of the way. I'm not calling it manga, all right? I'm saying manga. I'm not I hate saying <laughs> How it's would like, Alex Trebek pronounce it? That's what's oh, important. He would, actually I think there's video of him pronouncing it because it was one of those where they're like <laughs> I think there's also a video of him being like the Japanese art of anime. Uh, I'm sure there's a <laughs> Trebek manga. Yeah, but it's like, I can't say that without, it's like, it's like when you have to pronounce like Le Pen Quotidienne, it's just like, pfft, like, you know? I yeah, can't, yeah, I can't yeah. yeah. When I'm getting a sandwich from Au Bon Pain. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Sure oh. not. Ah, uh, prêt à manger? Ooh, nice. I'm in Penn Station. 
yeah. Uh, Eating my delicious French uh, bistro in, <laughs> in fucking yeah. Penn Station. In the basement with no windows. It's yeah, great. next to a guy hawking up a loogie into a trash can. Like, yeah, yeah. this is not the... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No. So uh, <laughs> this is here's a quote from someone. Also, this lady has a top notch name. This is Juliet Sega, like Sega Genesis, <laughs> just Juliet yeah. Sega. And she Sega goes, rules. "It's a really good initiative," said Juliet Sega, who lives in a small town in southeastern France and has used the money to buy Japanese comic books and The Maze Runner. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> so All they're right. Like, they're like, here's all your money to get into culture. And they're like, I'm buying the Maze Runner. They're like, God yeah. damn it. The French government's like hoping all these teens are going to be really into like Balzac and, you know, yeah. like yeah. Flaubert, Cla- Voltaire and stuff. And it's yeah. just like, nope, one piece. Sorry. Yeah. I like Naruto. Sorry. Uh, yeah. She says, I'm a steady consumer of novels and manga and it helps pay for them. <laughs> the French government is subsidizing like French weeb teenagers <laughs> to like that build rocks. out their little... I'm, I'm surprised that I wonder if they could use it to buy like figurines. <laughs> I was just going to say like, yeah, yeah. like how, how they're going to weasel their way into buying like, yeah, ex- very expensive, expensive figurines. Yeah. Ah, the culture. Yeah. Just buying like just one of those like ladies that's just like or one of those like weird anime figurines that like it's like Freddy Krueger. If Freddy Krueger was a super hot, tall lady. Yeah. <laughs> culture (laughs) i do i do find that like a very uh creative aspect of weeb culture where you make every possible thing into a big titty lady like that that to me is like way more fascinating than funko pops like just turning not only stuff like freddy krueger but like MS word into like a big titty lady, like turning, <laughs> turning like t- turning Clippy the paperclip into yeah. a big titty lady. I feel like there's probably a Clippy anime. Was, I'm gonna find it. Did you see that post that was like, "Hey, is it just me or does Je- Jeff Bezos kind of look like Clippy?" <laughs> there's all these photos of him looking like Clippy. He does kind of look like Clippy. He's had such. It's so like. I feel like it's a good cautionary tale for people who are interested in um, plastic surgery and fillers and stuff like that. Because like yeah. Jeff Bezos is the richest man on earth, and his fillers look like shit. Like it's, they don't look good. Yep. Why is he still bald, dude? That's what I never understood. Get it done. <laughs> like, why would you not yeah. just get that done? I guess he's just like cool with looking like an egg. Like he just <laughs> wants to look like an egg. He's like Loves perfectly to be round. An egg. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd have some like weird, like weird uh, explanation for it being like more efficient because all these psychos are about mm. like maximizing. I don't need to efficiency. worry about my hair. Yeah. Exactly. It's just one thing. I less thing I have to think about every day because I'm yeah. more. I have to spend more time thinking about how to squash workers. Yeah. So I can't be worried about. Uh, can't be worried about my hair. You don't need hair in space, man. You gotta <laughs> go up there. Um, I just sent you guys a. I, I googled anime Clippy. <laughs> I got. Oh, terribly (laughs) photoshopped Clippy with um, anime pigtails. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Very funny. Oh, me and Andrew were both probably embarrassed enough to know that that's uh, that's Hatsune Mika's hair or whatever. What's that one? The like, the like, isn't that like the virtual pop star? I think you might be alone here. I don't know. You're not an anime guy. If I get it wrong, I'm going to get yelled at. But I am. I am not an anime guy or a manga guy or anything uh, of that nature. So that uh, yeah, that one's right over right over the head. I'm sorry. I can't join you on this. Yeah, (laughs) it's. If I get this wrong, don't even bother me. All right. (laughs) It's like I just know the cultural. It's it's like a fake 16 year old pop star that was created. 
Yeah, she's like the vo- Vocaloid or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's I, her I hair. know the I know the name. Okay, so they made a <laughs> an anime clippy. It's like terrible Photoshop, but that is that is what I found. And then I did find further down on the list was uh, an anime MS Word lady as well. So I sent oh. you guys that. Oh wait, um, I didn't see that one in the chat. Yeah, I just put it's an Imgur link. What's it's, this? Uh, it's it's an anime M- MS Word lady. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Oh, there's a lot of that. Yeah, she's very. She is appropriate though. She's not like you know sexy because she's, no, she's a, for business. She's, that's she's a business sensible blazer. Yeah. yeah. And then you can see that the other lady in this photo is clearly supposed to be Excel because she's green. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if in the related images they show the Excel one as well, <laughs> they all the MS Office suite is all cool anime ladies. So. Uh, lady yeah. in the sheets. Buh, buh. <laughs> I yeah. do. I yeah. Like I don't know. I I think there is something kind of imaginative about that. About turning literally everything into a hot anime lady. That's that's kind of cool to me. I don't yeah. know if the French government should be subsidizing it, but <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's fun. You don't want to know how much the project costs? Please. How much? Oh, please. Eighty million euros. No! <laughs> <laughs> so forty million dollars of, it's of manga. A, it's almost a hundred million dollars. And if you do the math, so <laughs> spent fifty million dollars on manga. <laughs> <laughs> That's great! It's going absolutely nuts. <laughs> and you know it's expensive. Those collected volumes aren't cheap. The hardcovers, but oh, man. it's true. I used to be I used to be kind of into comic books in high school, and I ended up not being into them anymore because they were just too expensive. Yeah. Like, priced out. Yeah, it's crazy. Like just those trade paperbacks, man. They get they you. Rack up the rack up the dollars. Too much for a discerning sixteen-year-old, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fifty million dollars, just like oh, just well, just people in Japan, just like rolling in cash, just like <laughs> thank you, France. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and like they're not tracking it, but there is no way that this culture pass is, especially because it's a government app, which are always horrific. <laughs> Yeah. There's yeah. no way that it's smart enough to not let itself get spent on hentai. Like, yeah, people oh, yeah. are buying hentai with this for One, sure. No question. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. It's culture. It's culture. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It counts as culture. <laughs> Good oh, for <man>. them. <laughs> it is funny, too, that it's like specifically for teens is very funny to me. Like, just that the only teens get this. Because didn't you say that? It's like for kids. It's 18-year-olds, yeah. 18-year-olds. Okay, oh. yeah. Give an 18-year-old <laughs> several hundred euro, and you can't imagine they're going to spend it sensibly. No. Like, that's not... That is out of the question. They are not going to be responsible about that. That's gonna, fine. Like, that's what it's for. They're going to, like, sell their culture pass for, like, like blizzard bucks. Like, blizz bucks or something. <laughs> they're going to sell it to get, like, you know, like, the John Wick skin for Fortnite or something. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm just imagining Jesus. a French kid playing Fortnite now. <laughs> just, just getting sworn at with a... <laughs> I, I, I just... It, 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 it delights me to no end thinking about just the French government just subsidizing tentacle porn. Like, it's just like this yeah. idea it that this beautiful. government entity like really just like keeping, uh, keeping that in the black is great. Yeah. I, I do feel like if any government on earth is okay with that, it is the French government, though. Like, yeah, they are, that is a pervert country. Like, they're <laughs> fine with it. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the first time a French guy f- discovers hentai, like, oh, <laughs> it's like next <laughs> level for them. They're like, oh. The only thing I can think is like, I feel like maybe they wouldn't be as into it because like they're not a, a culture that is particularly sexually repressed. They're like kind of just letting it all out there. And I yeah. feel like Japanese sexuality in porn is way more informed by how repressed it is in the rest of their culture. So French French people might just like, they might have like come around so much on being perverts that they're like normal again, you know? Like <laughs> they're prudes. They like mm-hmm. made a full circle to being, but it's like, no, I like, I like missionary. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> this what I'm after, uh, just with the lights off, yes. Yeah, there's there's he, a just a French guy opening the movie. He's like, oh, le puf, which I just looked up, which means octopus in French. <laughs> oh, le puf. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like maybe they do just appreciate it in a purely cultural way because they're just yeah. like they're so not weird about sex that like they they're not even into that stuff. Yeah, they're just into like you know. Yeah, body hair and like they're critiquing the affairs. <laughs> they're critiquing Not a lot like of the body art. hair in in the <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, they're critiquing the artness of. It. They're like, I'm sorry, the light in in this uh, picture is all wrong. <laughs> the shading, the shadowing would not look like this if the light wow. source is coming from this direction. The penis is blurred out. How can I appreciate it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that would really bother them. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's dig. Let's get out of this sinkhole and <laughs> go ahead to the next number but hey french teens enjoy your government subsidized hentai <laughs> you're cranking Congrats. off to in your fucking one piece sheets so number two uh number two is from nc hammer in the discord um this story, I saw pictures of this guy on Twitter, but I didn't know the story behind it, and uh, it's pretty great. So uh, <laughs> there's there's a, a, a mascot, a, a, a footy mascot, because this is from uh, Glasgow, Scotland, oh. so get get your accents ready, boys. Um, great. The <laughs> do some warming up. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so there's a, a, a football mascot, this... Um, this like i don't know plastic ceramic dude he uh i'll send you a picture of him i don't know what he is i think they kind of explain it in the story his his name is clyde um they say that he's <laughs> yeah. a it, there's like so many words in this story that i don't understand because it's from the scottish sun so it's like basically written in another language <laughs> Yeah, um, it's like reading train spotting. It's like it's like very confusing. So they they say he's a five foot thistle. So I guess the mascot is a thistle. I don't understand what that is. They also say he was stolen from a plinth box. Don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, so he was. He's like a little a little anthropomorphic soccer dude, and uh, he went missing in 2014 uh, from Glasgow. And uh, he was recently just recovered. Um, apparently, this this fiberglass statue is one of twenty five, and uh, I'm imagining all of them got stolen. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh-huh. like you can't put something like this out for like football, a football team, and expect it not to be carried off by a rival fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this this guy got stolen in 2014, and he was uh, recently recovered from uh a a fan of a rival football team's garden 
Um, so after seven years, he had been he had been uh, found. Apparently, he was just out there, but he was behind a fence, so people didn't know. <laughs> um, it it kind of works, man. Yeah, there's no way. Like, there is absolutely no way people didn't drink beer out of this guy. Like, use him <laughs> yeah. as some sort. Like, beer if you're lucky. Frankly, like yeah. that is a hundred percent on brand for for soccer hooliganry. Uh, yeah. It, Oh my god! I'm, I just looked at the picture of this guy. Tremendous. Yeah. This so awful. this guy, oh, the his guy, arms he was are like vines. I see the thistle part now, but he yeah, still looks yeah, nasty. Yeah. He's pretty nasty looking. Um, <laughs> the design of this guy is like a very exquisite corpse style design. Like everybody yeah. had like different committees had different say of each yeah. body part. Just like, oh no, we'll give him a, how about a, like a flat top that's like purple. And then yeah, yeah. nothing he, is in and concert. Like, he a looks snowman like, face for some uh-huh. reason. He has like a red nose, like a clown. It's very weird. He looks like when like. Somebody who's like twelve has like one guy they know how to draw, yes. and so he's like he's the one guy, just yep. like all over someone's notebook. Like they're like, this is the only way I know how to draw somebody is with this specific hair and all that. Yeah, completely. That is a perfect example of what this guy looks like. Um, but yeah, apparently the guy who stole him, uh, there was like an anonymous tip that he had this guy because someone peeked peeked through the fence. Um, <laughs> The, the guy is referred to in the story as a football thug. His name is Kevin McGuire. And um, I I already told Eli this, but um, I, I'm i going to send you a picture, Andrew, in the chat. And I want you to guess how old this guy is. Okay. This... So you can describe what he looks like um, for our listeners as well. I... He looks like the kingpin. Yeah, he looked, I was gonna say I was gonna say juggernaut, uh, but similar, like very. Uh, <laughs> he looks like best. um Alex Jones plus the guy in Blade who's connected to all the computers, <laughs> the like big fat guy. Yeah, yeah. Michael Chiklis got stung by a bunch of bees. Yeah, like, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also has a full shoulder tattoo of Che Guevara, which is oh, insane. Yeah. Insane. I, like, I'm so, so big, it's almost like a half sleeve. Just, yeah. yeah. Just but it's like, just the black and white. Like, there's no detail. It's just that, like, silhouette from the T-shirts. Yeah. Like, it looks like it should be smaller. Like, you were putting it on your guy in, like, NBA 2K, and then you just, like, scaled it up way too yeah. big. And so way it's kind of big. melting over onto his chest. Exactly. Yeah. The resolution's gone completely out of it. It's yeah. just, it looks like absolute trash. This, I'm sorry, Kath, the photo that you that you sent is one of perhaps the best file photos I've ever <laughs> seen for an individual. <laughs> like, if this was your file photo, this just, oh, mwah. Yeah, Incredible. shirtless and carrying a mop bucket and just like <laughs> squinting into the sun. <laughs> it's the squinting into the morning sun, carrying a mop bucket, shirtless in basket in what I guarantee you are a pair of basketball shorts that haven't been washed in three years. They're like, mesh. How are you supposed to wash them? What's he gonna do? Those things were stark white when he bought them. Now <laughs> forest green. Oh, so what are you thinking about age-wise? Age-wise. Age-wise? Okay, see, now you're asking me this, and now I know which it's Which means like, it's funny, yeah. Which means it's funny. It's either absurdly uh, old, and he's like, or absurdly young. I'm going to say, ooh, I'm going to say this guy, uh, to, to, to play into this, I'm going to say this guy is 20... Five. Okay, Okay, that's insane. That's way too um, long. I I know, I just... Yeah. You're at negative $74,000 now. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just, I'm. Oh. This man is 38 years old. Good Christ. <laughs> he is living a rough 38. Which, like, um, I mean, for, like, how old are you, Andrew? You're like 36, I'm, I'm 37, thir- right? I'm 36. This guy is two years older than me. Two years older than you. <laughs> he In- looks. He, I would get if I didn't know, I would guess he was 45 years old. Easily, easily. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I, I am. I guess absurdly low. Like this, <laughs> I, I would. I would put this guy in his late 40s, maybe even early 50s. Yeah. This, this man is a cautionary tale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, so he was. He has been known to police uh, as a <laughs> soccer hooligan as all for Scots a long are. time. Yeah, my favorite description they have him, of him is in the subtitle where they call him a, a notorious football lout. <laughs> like the word lout is just not used lout. enough. Very. Good. I mean, again, the file photo is just saved as like lout dot jpeg. Like, this man is a lout. <laughs> lout dot jpeg. <laughs> Yeah. He is just a, a yeah definition of a lout. Um, but he he got um, he was known to police because he he has been banned from a, a football stadium for five years and also spent ten months in jail um, because he punched three police horses. <laughs> and, and, so he was released. Uh, he was released due to COVID. That's how he got out. <laughs> you punched three police horses. Was it three in a row, or was it this keeps happening? That's a good question. That's a good question. Also, you yeah. punch a horse, your hand is broken. It's got to be like. It's a bold move. It's a really bold move to to it's punch weird a horse. You can like a horse is one of the few animals I feel like you could really. Like, if you were like punch that horse in the face, you know where to hit it. Like you're like, yeah. all right, right you're, on the right you're popping it on the nose. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. if he not? What if he knocked one out? Can you believe it? You, you should get to go free if you knock out a police horse. <laughs> yeah. Just out of respect. Yeah. No, I just imagine. Yeah, they were standing all next to each other in a row, and he punched one, and they went like dominoes, just dunk, 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 yeah. like right over. It's it's like the Green Knight. You get one shot. You get you one get punch one. on the police horse. Oh my god. Another really good thing about this is that he is um he has denied knowledge of Clyde being in his garden. He is of- he has said I know nothing about that. <laughs> so- <laughs> no, you didn't notice the fucking terrifying statue in your garden. <laughs> in your garden for 7 years or whatever, like it's been oh. for so long. Ca- Ca- I can't make- believe this I can't believe this local footy oaf has no knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I have no knowledge of this. I've got no <laughs> knowledge of that in my in my garden. Oh, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't bring that fucking horse near me. I'll, I'll lay him out. <laughs> oh, you're coming, you're coming right for me. <laughs> you can't put me in jail at self-defense. Horse was trying to punch me back. <laughs> trying to tap me with the hoof. hoof. Um, yeah. Hoof is a very fun thing to say to Scott Jackson. Oh, for hoofs. <laughs> a hoof. I'm scared oh. of his hooves. Um, Kath, I so, just really want to make sure that you're going to get this detail about what happened when they first asked about him about the Twitter. It. No, what, what they did, what he did when they, when they asked him what it, how it ended up in his garden. I think I go for it. I think I missed that. Uh, when asked how it ended up in his garden, he grabbed a mop in a fury and tried to whack our reporter with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
this guy rules. And I think this guy really does while have. He's coming for the, with the mop because he's holding a mop. <laughs> that file photo was taken while fleeing. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this guy has the revolutionary spirit that he deserves to have Che Guevara on his arm. Like he's punching cops and you know like. <laughs> Not trusting reporters. He, like, I, I think this guy really has chosen the correct tattoo for him. Um, as, as a as Scottish a, hooligan, as a Scottish hooligan, how many teeth are in that mop bucket? How many? <laughs> I'm just wondering how about the rattling around. This, more than are in his mouth, I would guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, even uh, inside uh, the mouth, he is a baby. He looks like a baby <laughs> on all fronts. <laughs> apparently that they they had figured out where um the uh statue was i thought it was because someone saw it through but apparently there were pictures of it on uh a the football club supporters twitter and there were pictures of people drinking uh and like smiling and posing with it and uh the caption from this guy was just am a greedy cunt (laughs) so (laughs) Just very, very Scottish all the way through. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess the the journalist really is the person who reported them to the authorities based on this uh, on the social media post of them having a party with Clyde the Thistle. So, hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you another quick picture that I think you'll enjoy. Oh please, oh okay, let's see. Oh goody, <laughs> that is <laughs> that is a no picture of way. him. Mid trying to hit the reporter with a mop. This this guy, I, this is the best. Uh, this guy's picture is above cash registers in shame and above bars in celebration. Like yeah, this, this is like, he is like mid swing on the mop, and the reporter just has his hands on his hips and this extremely just like, come on, man, what are you doing. It is he, very good. He, like, is reacting the way that, like, a boar does to provocation. It's just, like, immediately charging, going crazy. This oh, guy man. rocks. He's, I, he's, got, he's got another tattoo, a calf, a back calf tattoo, which we can see in this photo that I can't make out what Oh, I would is. love to know. Yeah. Oh, I God, man. I love a, a big tattoo on a meaty white calf. It just... Oh, yeah. Like, I grew up in the Boston area, and it just feels like home to me when I see... Uh, oh, yeah. A big giant calf with a with a big tattoo on it. It's going out um, into like a, a somewhat washed ankle length sock. Just really yeah. looking good. <laughs> also, this guy uh, the elastic worn out yeah. of it. It like used yeah. to be a calf sock. It's now just like completely loose. I also, the amount is- of people with a Red Sox B in that exact spot <laughs> is like. It's it's like twenty percent of the city of Boston. It's yeah. it's beautiful. It's very nice. He could he could settle right. <laughs> His name is Kevin McGuire. Kevin also is just a weird name for this guy. Just be like, hey, what's your name again? He's like Kevin. Like what? he's. That, I, I don't think sure he was this, lying to me. <laughs> I'm sure this man has amassed m- multitudes of nicknames. Like no one has called Many him aliases. Kevin in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has he has some nicknames. I mean, football lout. Just on its own. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I don't know what's going to happen to this guy. I'm assuming he's going to get in trouble, if not for stealing the um, statue, then probably for attacking a journalist with a mop. I think that's probably not <laughs> yeah, uh, allowed. <laughs> this, hey, this man, g- what's with that statue in the yard? I fucking kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. <ya. laughs> you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> the, this you guy- know what's fucked up is he kind of looks like Shrek. <laughs> 
<laughs> he does look a little like Shrek. He does look a little like Shrek. Oh, Clyde's in my swamp. <laughs> Get, you're not taking the thistle out my swamp. <laughs> I mean, if they... you lived in a swamp, you would need a mop a lot of the time. Like that would be what you would grab. Yeah, that was when when the when the cops came to confront him about the statue, he had just uh, kicked open the door of an outhouse and uh, Smash Mouth was playing. <laughs> <laughs> the Ugh. so this guy one hundred percent has uh, that like the the brute strength of a guy who like just he's strong just because he's big, yeah. but yeah. has no but has no staying power. Like he's in cop shape. As uh, yeah, our friend, our yep. friend Joe Hafke would say, "Cop shape," which is like can do like one incredible bench press of a lot of weight, and that's it. Like, and then his gas. So yeah, he's got a lot. He has to he's go got to a lot. locker room because he shit his pants. He made the rep, <laughs> yeah. but he definitely shit his pants a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So could knock out one police horse, but then is immediately wrestled wrestle to the ground because he has no lung strength or card like yeah, cardio he's got capacity. Nothing left. Nothing yeah. left. If he was in a fighting game, he would like have the record for most like simultaneous KOs ever. He gets one hit and then he's down. Yep. Dude, put this guy in a fighting game. Put him in like a really like anime one too. Put this dude in guilty gear. Has <laughs> anyone ever his, made his his super is just him punching horses? It's like a line of horses. <laughs> And he punches all of them, building up speed, and then the like character he's fighting is last at the line, and it's just like wham. Boom. Has anyone ever made a bar fight fighting game? I think that would be amazing. Holy Where you shit. get like all the bar fight archetypes, like you get this guy, you get like the like sh- you get like the Joe Rogan, like the short MMA dude. You get yeah. like you know oh. like the unsuspecting tall lanky guy like you get all the yeah. archetypes you have him fight that'll be sick that's like the like super skinny wiry guy who doesn't have strength but he's got crazy like that's yeah. what he's yes. like he's he's got, and he has reach like yeah. those are his things but he's yeah he's like weak yeah yeah like the yeah yeah no like I mean. I don't. Th- I think the closest anything's come to that is probably Def Jam Vendetta, and that game. I was ruled. thinking that. Yeah, that game. So, people love that game. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Game honestly. devs, get on it. I will help you write for it. Uh, Just bar I've, fight. <laughs> bar yeah. fight the game. I think it'd be sick. Yeah, and this guy would absolutely have to be in it, and he would be like, I feel like he'd be like a character you'd have to unlock. Like he's he's a power one. Uh, he's I, the final can, boss, so you unlock him when you beat him. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I suggest a mini game within that fighting game of nudie photo hunt? That is yes, it. Yes. <laughs> I miss nudie photo hunt so much. I feel like it's gone. I haven't seen I, it in so long. I do not think that it would be the first video game with nudie photo hunt in it. <laughs> no, the first fight, the first fighting game, because I'm pretty sure Dead or Alive had nudie photo hunt in it. I'm point. glad. I people need to keep its memory alive. I. Um, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Andrew, but uh, Cap City in Austin, so the, the comedy club in Austin, yeah. apparently, before I moved there, there were two things about it that I'm like, I long to go back to those days. You used to be able to smoke inside, yep. and it had nudie photo hunt. Yep. And I'm like, why did you re-renovate this club? This sucks. Bring back both of those things. <laughs> like, I want them. Bring back nudie photo hunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't That's... Lemmy, like, just, like, sit in the rainbow room and play nudie photo hunt all day? <laughs> Sounds great. I hope so. That sounds yeah. right. Like that just sounds good. Good time. Yeah, man. I love it. I've never seen it anymore. I get that it's like disrespectful or whatever, but it's so good. It's so I, harmless. Like it's not like new I feel like people don't like it because it is objectifying or whatever, but it's like compared to like 
regular pornography, it is practically deifying. And to <laughs> like, know, the yeah. point of the thing is to be good at nudie photo hunt requires you to not get exactly. turned on. <laughs> not objectify <laughs> to, the to women. To perform yeah. well, you have to not look because it's uh, the it's never that she has three titties. That's never the no. photo hunt. Exactly. It's like something in the background. So you have to be like looking at all the like ornaments and stuff. Yeah, you ha- you must transcend sexuality. You must become a Morrissey starfish-like asexual creature yeah. to look past this nudie photo hunt and see that that oh no, you know what? That door handle was round in this photo. It's a uh, it's a lever. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I got it. You have to ascend. Exactly. Bring it back. Bring it back. Make There's this one video bar game with nudie photo hunt, Kath and Bushwick. Oh, oh. all right. Send me the name. Old Stanley's. I think they're. Oh, Old Stanley's has nudie photo hunt. They have one of the machines that offers nudie photo hunt, and I can't imagine they removed it. I also say it also brings people together because if you're sitting at the bar and like some friends are gathered around, like you're all playing nudie photo hunt, that's a great damn time. Mm -hmm. That is, you'll make friends. Like it's good. It brings people together. (laughs) Bring it back. Bring it back. I bet this guy is a master of it. I bet he has the high score. At his local <laughs> I bet he's got one in his house. He has not been banned for it. Yeah, he's got one in his house. Yeah. I bet he has one in that fucking flat. You just flat. stole one. Well, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> Fuck off. Just yelled, ran out of a bar with nudie photo hunter's just arm. Ripped it out, yeah. Yeah, a power cord. It's ripped in half. It's not going to work. He's doing it's it's the it's the Costanza, George Costanza from Seinfeld, but it's this guy holding nudie photo hunt, trying not to get hit by a truck in Scotland. <laughs> I, I I cannot tell you the joy of thinking about this guy installing a nudie photo hunt in his bathroom so that he can play it while sitting on the toilet. <laughs> like, like, I'll need a sink. Fuck the sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we do number one? Yeah, let's do it. And this week's number one reason to say what a time to be alive. This uh, one, this is sent to us by Chris in the Discord. Uh, This is from the New York Post. Um, It's a bit of a celebrity real estate story. Um, If you are looking for a mansion in Bel Air, uh, this one has just sold for $28 million. Uh, The owner is Ibrahim Bin Laden. And... Yes, it's that Bin Laden. <laughs> it is Osama Bin Laden's older brother has sold, and this is covered. Kath pointed this out, which is great. This is truly covered, just like any other celebrity real estate story. There is a photo of his mansion with an inset of Osama Bin Laden's face on it. You can like hear <laughs> yeah. Robin Leach's voice going. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's just like it's every yeah. Because sometimes I look at I am you know wishful thinking because i will never own a house sometimes i like to look at these like celebrity real estate stories and it's always yeah the aerial view of the mansion the like drone shot of the of the huge house that like it's so big it has to be taken from like outside the earth's atmosphere and then the little inset picture of like osama bin laden's headshot like his like professional file photo and uh yeah man this is uh, Osama bin Laden's house. I guess it's his brother's house. Is it one of the brothers who was connected to him in some way? Or is it like a, um, one of the ones who disavowed him? Do we know? I don't. I don't. That, 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 the story isn't focusing on this. But I guess. Oh, okay. What's it he, focusing he has, on then? <laughs> there's 56 bro- children. <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess because yeah, yeah. he had 22 wives. That's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that'll happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that is like, how do you, because I know, so Os- Osama bin Laden, like, people were saying this in the Discord. I, I guess people don't remember this, but he's like a rich fail son. He's yeah. like the, he is, uh, yeah, one of the massive children from like a Saudi oil guy. And, or yeah. a constri- construction, I think, actually. He was like a huge, head of a huge construction firm. And they are still extant and still make a ton of money building shit. Yeah. And yeah, he was like the the fail son who like, you know, rebelled. This is his Alex P. Keaton, but to mm. terrorism, I guess. Well, <laughs> it's also like, yeah, generational wealth, but 56 kids is like, that's like eight generations at once. That's like a lot. Yeah. Well, that's what's so crazy is like, how did his dad have any time to oversee construction projects he had 22 wives uh, he was laying pipe that's for sure gave them all kids <laughs> yeah it's true that's it just, you know took a break from laying pipe to lay some more pipe that's what mm. he was doing good uh, grief there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. we go there it is so um this is all right so this is ibrahim bin laden <laughs> he purchased this uh but according to the listing, uh, he stopped living there and hasn't occupied the home since uh, September 11th, 2001. <laughs> you don't <laughs> so he say. just got the fuck out of there. Um, yeah, I mean, they all like that. They they like had a thing where because they're his relatives are all so well connected that they were like escorted out of the country by the government yeah. when September 11th happened. Like that uh, was, I just remember I saw this the other day. Cause like uh, Osama bin Laden's sister tweeted something about how, um, you know, socialists are all just rich kids or whatever. And it's like, Hey, weren't you like flown out of the country on a private jet on September 12th? Like what's yeah. up with this? Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, just, there's so it, many... I, mean, I just imagine like the mansion is left just like it was on September 11, 2001. Like just everything is it's, it's completely preserved. Like it was the strokes. Yeah. This is it is still in the CD player. It's <laughs> yeah. over in the corner. Just yeah. like, yeah, there's a, there's a newspaper talking about, um, I remember, I vividly remember what was in the news before then. It was Aaliyah had just died yep. and, um, that woman, Andrea Yates, uh, killed her kids. That's what, that's what the newspaper in this, uh, in this mansion says. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And everyone was listening to the strokes. Is this it? <laughs> yeah. Well, so it says here that, uh, Ibrahim was vacationing when September 11th happened and just straight up, like he said, he's like, I never went back to the U.S. because my last name is Bin Laden, and I'm not going back there. Uh, so I will it wasn't ask, used. When is this guy not vacationing? Probably I mean, never, yeah. right? Like, what's he taking he's a also, break from? He, he said by he says by his own admission, he's never worked a day in his life. But uh, here's a real fun fact: <laughs> he loves I would what like he to does. Research this. I I, um, I want to believe that he said it just like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never worked a day in my life. I've never had an honest day's work. <laughs> everything I hear, I imagine this guy saying is with him holding both of his hands up. Like, look, man, yep. like his, every conversation he's had for the last 20 years has been like, okay, man, look, just, just leave me alone. Um, so here's, here's a fun fact. So it's just been like sitting there. It hasn't been, no one's been living there. It's been basically abandoned except in 2010 when he started using it and renting it out to shoot porn. So there's yes, porn that's been course. shot in Osama bin Laden's brother's mansion in Bel Air. Beautiful. Um, I'm I'm like mentally storing what this mansion looks like because if I ever right, find one, I want to know if I've ever seen it. Like it's pink. It's like a big pink. I mean, mansion. but they don't like do. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of porn where they're having porn in front of the house, like outside the house. I mean, there's a oh, pool. No. 
If there's a pool, maybe we'll keep there's, an eye that, out. There's if activity there's a, around the pool. There's there a pool, and for some reason, people sleeping, taking naps during the day. Like there's a <laughs> so you would a lot more day naps than I think exist in real life. So you a lot probably, of yeah. <laughs> I feel just, like that's like another thing about um, like, I mean, people always talk about how it's insane that like all porn is incest porn now, but it's also a lot of like, I feel like a lot of the stuff with incest porn is like someone taking a nap in full studio lighting yeah. and then someone else waking them up to have sex with them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's very what weird. Do, what are you doing in my room? I'm trying to sleep. There's It's four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> just like, oh, I'm trying to I, sleep for the night. What are you doing? I want them to just take full advantage of it. It's like some lady in a bikini out by the pool. It's like, I'd been feeling lonely ever since my husband was vacationing when his brother destroyed the Twin Towers <laughs> and hadn't returned to the country. <laughs> like, the, the part that always gets skipped. It's yeah. always hidden. No one, has, no one was ever wise to it because it always immediately got yeah. skipped. Right. That's the plot of every porno shot at this mansion and no, not a soul knows that. And all, Dude, also like this, like they talk about, I guess Ibrahim was married to somebody who is described as a Los Angeles socialite. It's like, how are you circling in the social circles? And we were like, what does your husband do again? Oh, he's one of the Bin Ladens. <laughs> like, why is get this woman on a Bravo show? Like, that sounds uh, amazing. I want to uh, know her story. Hundred percent. She's now. This is. Listen, could you find a more LA? So she is no longer married to, uh, sure, to Ibrahim. Then she uh, married and subsequently divorced Jason Sine, who is a Los Angeles musician and son of the founder of Fiji Water. Oh, so, God. This woman knows how oh to pick Oh, my them. God. She how loves yeah. a rich fail son. She loves yeah. Seriously, how many unplayed guitars are sitting in every <laughs> corner of the rooms of that fucking house? Yeah. Oh, I could put, like, a Jesus. studio right here. Be sick. Tight. Just, yeah. A, 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 a grand piano that has not once been played. Just, like, ugh. Awful. Man, r- walking in a, hot, like, like, very fancy, like, Difficult trying to get a reservation at a busy hot like, like hot LA restaurant by dropping the name Bin Laden. <laughs> like I think you might actually have a reservation. Is it? It would be under Bin Laden. Yeah, um. <laughs> it would be under Bin Laden. Just like the like slow eyes looking up from the reservation <laughs> list to the person. Yeah. <laughs> Just a slow scan up. Oh my that, god. That must be so frustrating for all of those other rich people cuz it's like our name has always been known but like the the context in which it is known is ne- is it's never going back to what it was before. Like oh, yeah. no. our name used to have pull and it still does in a way. <laughs> but like <laughs> In a That's very a certain lot, way, yeah. Not a, not a lot of Adolfs running around. Not a lot of exactly. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. that name just kind of went away. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you guys noticed that anytime we go out to eat now, there's always a table near us uh, holding M4s, <laughs> <laughs> a table of guys in night vision goggles. <laughs> watching oh i mean how was dinner i mean it was pretty good until people <laughs> repelled through the windows <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty good up until then hey i want to make a reservation at your restaurant really weird question so sorry is there a skylight if there's a skylight <laughs> it's kind of a no-go for me because yeah <laughs> uh what's what's in. your restaurant's tear gas policy do you guys have flashbang <laughs> uh, uh are you guys oh, allowing yeah. flashbangs in there there's a good, uh, if you ever get, want to get your ass whipped and you go to a restaurant and it looks like there's a bunch of military guys sitting at a table, you can just be like, oh, what is that, Steel Table 6? 
And then they beat you up. <laughs> they, <laughs> they murder destroy you. Destroy you. Just kill you instantly. And uh, at, right as they're coming toward you to beat you up, you're like, can I get a blue curacao, please? And then they just murder you. Check, please. Well, yeah, you know, uh, good. enjoy this property that has just the two big things about it is that they shot porn there and Bin Laden's brother owned it. <laughs> So. I got to assume if you buy a mansion in LA, you have to know you you. There's a chance you will see it in a porno. Like, oh yeah, there's oh, just no, too many. There's just too much porn. Like they've shot porn in all of those. I think. Oh, so, I mean, it's that bigger, just comes with the territory, so to speak. And it, it's a bigger. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a, a bigger or as big an industry. I would say in many respects. So that yeah, there's there's there is a. Uh, I would say more than a fifty percent chance if you purchase a large mansion in the Hollywood Hills, you are uh, sitting on cum. Like there's, yeah. <laughs> you are, you're in a space where loads have been blown. Like mm-hmm. I just watched, um, cause I was, uh, you know, I was so worried about Bob Odenkirk, like everyone else was. And I like went, I was watching a bunch of Bob Odenkirk stuff. And uh, do, do you guys remember when he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm? It was very funny. He, no. uh, he played an ex porno actor that Larry David acts, obviously through a comedy of Larry David errors. He has to go to dinner at his place and uh, his, they, they call him Porno Gill through the whole episode when they're like talking about how they have to go to his place. <laughs> and they, he, they get there and they think it's going to be a party, but it's really like a dinner party. And so they have to stay and all this stuff. And uh, he, he shows them around his house and he's like, yeah, my, life, my wife likes to call this the house that come built. And they're like, <laughs> we hate this. <laughs> we want to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's very I thought good. You were like, I was very worried about Bob Odenkirk as everyone, so I was watching a lot of pornos. Uh, I was, I was, <laughs> I was so stressed out. Well, just, yeah. Yeah. I needed some release. Watching, I was just so... <laughs> that's like... I feel like that's a different yeah. thing than like jerking off a lot is watching a lot of pornos. <laughs> just like... Yeah, no, just like watching them. Like yeah. really... Go, you know, yeah, yeah. On a, a marathon. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. See him what's exactly. out there. Exactly. Oh. Like, yeah, a Turner Classic marathon of just, <laughs> I just, you know, I just put on, you know what? I like to set it on autoplay. Just let it go. Just like surprise let it me. Go. See what the algorithm <laughs> thinks of me. You Feeds know? me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, good luck to uh, whoever buys this house. Good luck to who? who oh, okay. But good luck to the Bin Laden? <laughs> no, not so yeah. much good luck to the Bin Laden. Good <laughs> luck. Best of luck. <laughs> Good luck unloading this house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, should we should we do plugs time? Let's do plugs. Plugs time. Plugs, 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 plugs. Andrew Roses, what do you got to plug? Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, I have a show on roosterteeth.com uh, called The Most, uh, which is uh, a show where we have guests on. Uh, it's me and my co-host, Drew Saplin. Uh, we have a show uh, where we have guests on and we ask them the most questions. So questions that have the most in them somewhere. Like, oh, what's the most lost you've ever been? Or like, what's the most you've ever eaten in one sitting? Kind of silly questions. It's it's a podcast or it's a podcast style show. So we have guests on and we just chat and it's super loose and a lot of fun. Uh, and in fact, y'all have been on it. You were on it, uh, I guess, a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah we did. Can- it was like, what's the conspiracy theory you most believe or something like oh, that i can't remember one. how it was phrased because yeah, you went wild on it didn't you you're, you're the i moon. did 
I did. <laughs> I did posit the theory that we have not been to the moon. Uh, yeah. yeah the mostly question for was, fun. With many but... caveats. <laughs> Speaking of caveats, live show. Exactly. Live show. Of course. August yeah. 5th. Indeed. Uh, yeah, no, the que- yeah, the question was like, what is the most compelling conspiracy theory? It's like not one yes. you necessarily believe, but one that like you could be like, mm, yeah, maybe. Uh, so it's a show. Yeah, the most is that type of show. We have friends on and guests on and we just, you know, uh, shoot the shit. It's a lot of fun. But we are in the process of uh, so up until now, the show has been only available on roosterteeth.com. Um, and we've been trying this, we've been, uh, pulling for a campaign to take it to podcast form so that like, you, people can get it everywhere. You get your podcasts and that is going to happen very shortly. I think in the next two weeks, uh, we're going to be out on audio podcast form. So I would encourage everybody to, uh, follow us on Twitter at the most cast. Uh, and that way, as soon as it drops, we can link to it. And we'll have new episodes out and new guests. And we'd love to have you all back again because it was such a blast uh, to do it. But uh, yeah, that's what I got to plug. Follow us at the most cast. Also, follow your Twitter, Mr. Andrew Rosas. You are very funny on Twitter. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. My my Twitter has become nothing but me expressing frustration with uh, (laughs) the Democratic Party, making jokes, and then posting art. That's like all I do. Those are the three things that I do with my uh, my, my Twitter. among us as a... You, know, you you retweet a lot of hentai, right? That's what yeah. you mean by art. Yeah. You're retweeting a lot of hentai. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of the Microsoft Word lady getting <laughs> I had railed had, like, on Osama bin Laden's patio. <laughs> yeah. Um, 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 well, yeah. Our plugs are like we said. Come to the show at Caveat August fifth. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be our first in person. Uh, podcast thing in since pre-covid because uh eli and and patty have had to take some time off so yeah it should be really really fun um you can get live tickets for that as well as live stream tickets caveat.nyc or you can go to our twitter what a time pod uh and as we said if you're a patron you can get a five dollar off code and that's per ticket so if you're buying tickets for uh your friends or you know your partner or whatever you can save a lot of money so patreon.com slash what a time pod we have a bunch of uh, bonus content on there. We do a bonus episode every week. We uh, have some movie commentary tracks. And that is actually our next Patreon goal. Um, I think it's when we hit 1,300. I can't remember, but we're like 20, right. 20 away, I think, um, from uh, yeah, doing a commentary track of Fast 8, Fate of the Furious. So that should be fun. Um, please subscribe. As we said, if you're getting live show tickets, it pays for itself. Um, you can also join our Discord. Our Discord is free, but if you subscribe to us at the $10 level, you uh, receive access to our private channels where you can suggest stories, which is where all of our wonderful stories have come from today. And uh, yeah, what else do I have to plug, Eli? Did I forget anything? Store. I don't think so. The store. Uh, you can go to whatatimepod.bigcartel.com. Uh, we've got a bunch of shirts and other stuff on there that you can buy. Uh, people haven't been asking about the poster and of the art for the live show. That will be on there. Uh, probably put it up uh, next week after we do the show. Um, so you'll be able to get that. And also, uh, subscribing to Patreon gets you free shipping on all of your merch orders. So you're losing money by not subscribing. <laughs> Can't afford not to. Can't afford to. So yeah. check it out. But yeah, come um, to that show. Other than that, um, I've got a stand-up show. If people want to see me do stand-up, I've got one this Wednesday at Pine Box at 8 p.m., uh, called gumbo i'm not running it but i I will be on it um but yeah come to the live show on thursday it's gonna be a a good old time hell yeah yeah i um (laughs) 
I just did a podcast called Radio Free Tote Bag. That was really fun. It was a dating advice show. So that was a really good time. Um, check that out. I uh, also just wrote a little thing for Fanbite, uh, their wrestling vertical fan fight about Bray Wyatt's really cool wrestling themes. I think that'll be out when this uh, episode comes out. And it was fun to write. So check that out. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to plug. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Or yeah. at Caveat on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having Bye. me, all I really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. Okay. Okay.